Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Look your best and draft your best with the Just for Men March Basketball Series. Draft a winning lineup and two free to play contests for your shot and a share of 10000 in total prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash JFM now to join the action. DraftKings.com for details. TPC Championship. The biggest bomb he's ever given out coming up in a second. It's time for Jeff Seeley at Cutmaker Jeff on Twitter, CutmakerPod.com. Get on Telegram to get his plays. And the podcast with Tim Simons and Jeff Sherman from the Westgate is up and available as well. All right, my friend, there's a lot of money on the line here. This is going to be fun. Guys, it's insane. I mean, we were just talking about this. What is it? Like $3.6 million for first place this week. I mean, that, that you, that's why you get as good a field as any. That's why they call it the fifth major. I mean, 3.6 million is insane. I think you get 40 K just for putting a T in the ground. Um, so it's going to be going to be a ton of fun. And, and the pricing is insane this week. Like you're, we're going to do a little like NCAA type discussion today, but the, the pricing you get on good golfers is absolutely insane. Totally agree. I want over on uh, balls in the water on 17 and that prop is usually yeah, offered. Yeah. I want the over. We know about 17, Great, great hole. Tell us about the course. Yeah, again, guys, TPC Sawgrass, obviously a legendary course. 7,200 yards, par 72. There's water on 17 holes, um, and there's rain in the forecast this weekend, so it's going to play longer than normal due to that. But what's interesting, right, is these guys have, excuse me, this course has um, so much technology involved in terms of drying out the course that 
you can literally dry these greens out inside two hours. Mm. So I'm not so worried about the greens being wet because the greens are wet. They could stick it with an iron and, and make it super easy. Um, I, I still think it'll play hard. Um, and it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, what, what, what's really interesting here is you don't have to be an elite putter. Um, when I, I you look at some of these guys have won, tell me if any of these names sound like elite putters to you, Adam Scott, mm, no. <laughs> Sergio Garcia, Siwoo Kim, Justin Thomas. None of them are elite putters. They're all champions of the players. So, um, it'll be, it'll be interesting, but, uh, as long as, as long as they get everything in and, and we don't have too bad a weather, um, I expect it to be a lot of fun. So we are currently showing the odds right now to win this bad boy. And at the top, you have Justin Thomas and John Rahm at 10 to 1. This is at DraftKings. But John Rahm was available at 12 or 13 to 1. And that's not, that's, that's not commonplace anymore with this guy. It is a loaded field, so I get it. Is that enough for you to actually make a bet on Rahm this week? It's, it's funny. You know, every week we see just some of his bets Jeff Sherman makes. And, and, um, and when he, I saw he bet John Rahm at 12 to 1, I about fell out of my chair. Because he never bets guys that low, um, I, I'm I'm not going to bet Rom at 13 to one yet. I'm gonna I'm a little bit greedy, and I'm gonna wait till I get maybe a 15 to one. That's usually the number I'm waiting to get him at. Um, but a couple spots, you know, Bet Rivers right now, for example, is one of your sponsors. He's 12 to one at Bet Rivers right now. So um, I think you can find him live at 15 to one if somebody gets off to a good start. So I'm gonna be looking at Rom uh, live for sure. Again, I you guys know. I mean, I, I said I was going to bet him last week. If he got high, he was twenty-two to one last week. Um, you know, he he hung in there at a tough event, um, and so I'm I'm going to do the same thing again. If he gets over fifteen to one, I'm, I'll play him again last. Okay, give us the golfer when you ran your numbers and your model, and he this this individual golfer just jumped off the page. Who was it? Yeah, it, it was Matt Fitzpatrick, guys, and we, we keep waiting for him to win, and that's not a secret. Um, I think everybody's been talking about him for years. Every year, people talk about him at Augusta. He's a darling in Augusta that people always like to bet. Um, but he's coming in with three three straight top tens, finished inside the top ten of, of eight of his last nineteen events on tour, finished ninth in his last event here. Excuse me, ninth is yeah, last tri- uh, trip here. And again, I, I just think this could be the very week he breaks through. Forty to one is actually a really um, low price in this field relative to some other golfers. But, um, you know, I, I like him a lot this week. And my favorite bet of the entire week is Matthew Fitzpatrick, top 10 at, at 4-1. to one. Um, That's available at DraftKings. I, I like him a lot. And I think, just think he's a tremendous play this week in general. Okay, let's do a little blind resume here. You have a mystery golfer. Run this down. We'll see if we can guess who you're talking about. I do. So, mystery golfer, uh, this, this guy was born in Florida. He's 40-1 to one this week. And his past two years, he has a win and has finished inside the top 10 in 30% of his tournaments. He's finished 16th or better in two of his last three trips here, and is coming in having finished inside the top 16 in two of his last three events. The key for this guy lately has been his putting, and he's gained strokes putting in three straight trips to TPC Sawgrass, and he's gained, he gained six strokes putting three tournaments ago where he finished third. Who is the golfer? Well, I wanted to say Brooks Kepka, but I don't think has he finished top sixteen two out of the last three. It's Brooks Kepka. It is Brooks Kepka. Oh, it's it's Brooks Kepka. So, um, and again, like I, I, I don't, I think he, for whatever, get forty to one. And the guys, he was earlier in the week, he was fifty to one. I mean, I just that's such a good price on on Kepka. You know, again, I, 
I'm obviously a mark for him. I, I bet him more often than I should probably, but, <laughs> um, but, but honestly guys, like 40 to one, 50 to one. And he's another guy. Like I'm going to look to play live. If he's even playing solidly, he's, he, I'm seeing him as high as 45 to one at some spots right now. So you can still get a good price on him. Um, so yeah, Kepka again, I think with, based on the price alone merits to play at, at, you know, a 40, 40 to one or better. Yep. And guys, listen, I know Will Zalatoris sucks at chipping and putting, but he's 50 to one this week. And, and if you look at his stats, purely tee to green, he is as good as anyone in the field. He's as good as Colin Morikawa. He's as good as Justin Thomas. Tee to green, Will Zalatoris is that good. And again, keep in mind, Adam Scott won here. Sergio Garcia won here. Siwoo Kim won here. So you don't have to be a great putter to win here. Um, 50 to one for a guy who's striking the ball as well as Will Zalatoris, um, I, I think is a great price and he's a bet I'm going to make this week. Okay. By the way, uh, on Monday morning, when I was looking at uh, odds quickly, like right away for this tournament, I saw Kepka 48 to one. I didn't even look at, I just, I, I had to bet that number Yeah. by default. I'm yeah. like 48 to one on Kepka. My God almighty. I'll take that every single day. <laughs> well, and, and Mitch, that's exactly what I did with the next guy we're going to talk about in Tyrrell Hatton. Okay. I put Tyrrell Hatton at 65 to one. I mean, this guy is, I mean, arguably, I, I, you know, after Rory, you know, maybe one of the top, maybe the top European player, like as a whole, the last five years. I mean, I just looked at that price and I bet him, I mean, he finished second last week. And in my opinion, I think he's probably the 10th best player in the world. Um, he doesn't play in the U S a ton, but he's got five top tens in his last 20 tournaments in the U S. And I would not be shocked at all if Cyril Hatton won this week. 65 to 1 on a guy of this class and pedigree, just too high of a price. I, again, same thing. I didn't look at any stats. I saw the price and I bet. All right, follow the money. Paulie and Mitch Visa in the Sports Betting Network. Jeff Seeley, our guest, golf handicapper at Cutmaker Jeff on Twitter. And get the Cutmaker podcast as well, cutmakerpod.com and the plays on uh, Telegram. Okay, so two two bombs here, and, and the biggest long shot you've ever given out on the program, and it's a mystery golfer. Again, blind resume. Take it away. Yeah, guys. So, guys, Cameron Young has flown under the radar. We talked about him a little bit last week, and all he did was, was come in again with another really good performance. Um, he is sixth in the field in total strokes gained over his last six events. So he is sixth in the field. So he's ahead of Rory. He's ahead of Hideki. He's ahead of Victor Hovland. He's ahead of Xander Shoffley. Cameron Young is ahead of all these guys in total strokes game. In his last 10 events, he has five top 20s. His short game has been the only thing holding him back. If he can even be neutral on a short game this week, I love Cameron Young. He's 130 to 1, and you can find him top 20 at DraftKings at 4 to 1. Another play I like a lot. And then we got another blind golfer. This guy is 500 to 1. He is plus 450 to finish top 40. Hmm. And this guy, he was a, but this is a former top 10 player in the world with five PGA Tour wins. So this isn't a scrub. He's finished 12th or better in three majors, including two top 10s in majors. And he's 500 to 1. And oh, by the way, last week he was on his way to a top 10 finish when he had one bad hole. He ended up finishing 20th. But this is a guy who could have very easily finished tenth uh, last week if he didn't have a nine on a blow-up hole on the on the back nine on on back nine on, on Sunday. So you got a guy, 
You're never going to guess this in a million years, but I'll give you guys each one guess. Take a stab, 500 to one. Who might this golfer be? And I'll give you another hint. He is a Las Vegas resident. Oh. Jimmy Walker. Nope. Paul, you got a guess? I don't. I was watching the damn tournament. Who the hell blew? This, who is it? Nick Watney. Okay. Nick Watney, is, he's, he's finished 30th and 20th in his last two events. Should have finished 10th last week. His form is decent. He's not a huge hitter, but he doesn't have to be here, guys. And again, he's 500 to 1. You put 20 bucks on that, and Nick Watney comes in. You're going to be really happy. And a, I love the bet. Plus 450 to finish top 40 on DraftKings. I love that play. I think that's a great play this week. Throw some piece of money on Nick Watney, and it'll make for an entertaining sweat. And guys, lastly, two quick matchups I've played. Okay. I played Rom over JT this week. I like. I do like John Rom. Then um, we talked about him for the price. I like. I played him minus one twenty over JT, and I played Sunjay M at even money on DraftKings over Billy Horschel. All right, pal. Great info as always. Knock him dead this weekend. Thanks, fellas. Talk to you soon. Be good. Got there it. you go. He gave like seven, eight guys that for make good cases for all of them at their numbers. Yeah. The thing, I mean, you're going to find so many because the field again is absolutely loaded. Three point six million dollars for first. Everybody's going to want their hands on that, right? <clears throat> you need to be careful selecting the guys because they're all going to look attractive. I guarantee the numbers here later on today at Circa oh, absolutely. are going to be eye popping. You go, what? I can get him yeah, at what? Yeah, I'll move it. Mm-hmm. All right. Up next, I'm calling BS on this part of the Seahawks Broncos deal, and is making a future bet on the Broncos to win the Super Bowl at this point a bad idea? That's coming up. The Sports Betting Network. First Bet wants you to get in all the horse racing action. Sign up today with promo code VEGAS1000 and receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit vcin.com slash horses for details. Bonus code VEGAS1000. Okay, so this is part of the deal yesterday where I'm going to call BS. Talking about the NFL here with uh, Rodgers staying in Green Bay, and then like 90 minutes later, that breaking news where Russell Wilson got traded from Seattle to Denver. It was reported, Paulie, and I can't even believe this. I can't even believe it was put out there. Who's going to believe this, right? It was put out there that the the Seahawks made the deal and Roger Stain in Green Bay had nothing to do with it. Who are you trying to fool with this? Clearly, right? This deal could not be made until Aaron Rodgers made up his mind. The number one target for Denver the entire time was Rodgers. Once that fell through and he was not going to go to Denver, the Seahawks and Red, uh, Redskins, listen to me, my God, and the, and the Broncos were talking about this deal for a couple of weeks and it got done. But the Rodgers signing with Green Bay had nothing to do with it? Okay, sure. And then another thing that I have uh, a tough time believing is that the Seahawks had a better offer from the commanders, but they said no because they didn't want to keep Russell Wilson in the NFC. Look, how often do you play 
Washington. They're 3,000 miles across the country. You play them like every four years. Who cares if he's still in the NFC? If that's the better offer, you take the better offer. Part of the BS is that never happened. The reason why that didn't go through is because Russell Wilson didn't want to go to Washington, and he put his foot down. Yeah, in the no-trade clause. Correct, yeah, yes, right. exactly yeah, right. right. Of course you make the trade. Who huh? cares? That was, yeah, and then he was on the Today Show and said, because he knew what was going on when he was on the Today Show, and he was asked about that East Coast. No, nah, I'm a West Coast guy. I mean, he knew, he knew what was going on, and he wanted to go to Denver, and he wants to be in Denver. Sure, so. and yet he went to college at NC State Yeah, for three years. Hey. Look, if he wanted to go to well, Washington, it, the deal would have been yeah. made. It, it's a mess, no uh, doubt about it. And I don't think you want to be involved with that owner either. No, probably not. With what's going on. Okay, yes. so uh, my advice would be, you know, if you, did, if you didn't do it yesterday and you want to do it today, meaning get down on any future bets on the Broncos, I would not do it. You missed the best of the number. You did, yes. And, like, yep. look, I said this earlier in the show, I missed 30-1 to 1 on Denver to win the Super Bowl by, like, maybe a minute, maybe less than that. Like, 30-1 to 1 to me would be attractive. 12 to 1? 14 to 1? No, come on. That's that's long gone, and you can't bet that number. But I'm going to say the same thing that I did last year. Like when Matthew Stafford got traded to the Rams, I said, can they win the Super Bowl? It may be, but should they be the favorites to win the NFC? Absolutely not. And they never were the favorites until everything broke their way, and they actually got home field to go to the Super Bowl in the NFC title game. And then kudos to them. They won it. But they... Never throughout the entire year were the favorites ahead of Green Bay or Tampa or maybe even some others throughout the season. Denver can win it, but should you make a bet at 12-1 to 1 or should they be like the favorites to win the AFC? No, of course not. And I still think Russell Wilson, you know, he's got a couple of years left in him. Is there a chance that last year we started to see, well, now he's maybe a little, little injury prone. Maybe the numbers came down for a reason here. 25 touchdowns to six uh, INTs. Maybe... Like that trend continues and he starts to decline a little bit. Or maybe that was a total outlier and he goes back to having a good coaching staff with a good running game, solid offensive line, a nice defense, and tremendous weapons to throw the ball to. And he picks back up and he goes for, you know, 33 and 8 this year in 17 games. The other thing is, don't you think with this news that the Bills should get the one seed? I think so, yes. I mean, I mean it's set up beautifully for the Bills to get uh, home field as the other team, the, the AFC West is so competitive and they can beat up on each other. But yeah, once you're getting to the 10, 12 to 1 range, I mean, you, you get in, you might be the wild card. You're better off. I mean, you might have to go through Mahomes, Allen. I mean, who sure. knows? Just to get in the, the championship game or to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you, you missed it. Long, plus, long. plus, we're in the middle of March. You got to wait 11 well, that's months. Another now. Thing. Right. That's the other thing about, too, which uh, how do you, how do the Packers not win the division? But you, your money's tied up for, for God knows how. Well, long. here's how if they have a. Catastrophic injury. Yeah, well, Rodgers has to get hurt. That, that's what has to happen, yes. Well, just him. Look at all the injuries they had last year. Oh, I, that's, I'm saying, yes. They, they yeah. can put up with a lot of other injuries to certain players yes. across the team, and it's not going to matter. I would, like, that's, we pointed that out earlier in the week. Like, what I, come September, would I love to have a nice bet on the Packers at minus 150 to win that division? Sure, I would. But we're not close to September right now. So I don't want to fire away on what is now a $2 bet, a $2 favorite, and wait, you know, a good 10 months to try to cash that bad boy. Didn't Seattle blow it too? Didn't, didn't the Bears have a better offer? Or yeah. was there denials? I well, mean, did, that's, didn't the Bears offer the mother load and they said no? Too much smoke Yeah, uh, from the Bears' side of this thing. Three first-round picks and other reports suggested that maybe Khalil Mack was one of the players they were willing to give up. Well, was it, anyways, it was a better offer. Yeah. Whether or not Mac was was out there, but it was a better offer than what they got. I mean, you have to do better than that. 
A two number ones, two twos, Fant and Drew Locke for Russell Wilson? Mm-hmm. Come on. Watch what happens. Now, the Friday's a big day because Watson has got the, uh, the sure. go to the grand jury. We'll find out what happens there. Is it the civil deposition, yeah, I believe? Okay, yeah, okay. Well, he's pleading the fifth with that. He is. Because they'll find out what happens. But you know, you know, that could be a Watch what he goes for. And Carolina wants him in the worst way, too. Don't you think Seattle makes sense for Watson? Uh, but it's also total rebuild time, and they're going to say nah. probably they're well, going to punt. and No, no. How about the Buccaneers for Watson? That makes some serious sense, man. He goes, there are several landing spots, and now it's on. Now we got now we got the musical chairs. Now we're talking. Let's go. Well, he go he goes to let's say he goes to Tampa in the NFC. Because if, if Watson goes to the AFC, well, first of all, who knows if he's going to play? Obviously, but I mean, if he goes to the NFC, I mean, without even taking a snap, he's already a top three quarterback in that conference. Because right now the pecking order. Well, you got right? Saints. You have Tampa. I mean, there's several landing spots. So if you, yeah, I don't know. You can throw Pittsburgh out there, Carolina. In, in no particular order, here are the best quarterbacks in the NFC: Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, what Kirk Cousins. In two years, the NFC has said bye bye to Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, and Drew Brees. At the very top of the AFC, again in no order: mm-hmm. Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Herbert, Josh Allen, Burrow, Lamar Jackson. Just to get started. Watson goes to the AFC to make it like a Super 7? Or would you rather have him in the NFC to go to a team like Tampa Bay? Because I got news NFC for you. Be better. If Watson would go to Tampa Bay, what do they become to win that division? Minus $4? Division stinks. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's bad. With the Ridley news now, too? Yeah. Oh, my God, the NFC South. Mm-hmm. But that would, I would like to see him on Carolina. That That's the fit. And that's where you have a, um, a competitive and a... Uh, let's say it, eccentric owner who's going to do whatever. Get, that's going to be for the eh, fans just care about winning. It's like they don't care. Oh, they'll forget about it. I don't want to hear about the labor pain. Show me the baby. Sure. I mean, this is, okay, the off-the-field stuff, we're going to win now. But the, the owner has to be able to stomach it too. Uh, I got news for you. Every fan base in the world, week one, when Watson goes 28 for 35 for sure. four, you know 360 yards and they win a game 38 to 30, yeah. uh, they forget about everything that happened. Yeah. They don't care. But the AFC is just, uh, you can bet this. Now, would you lock, would you would you be okay locking something up at plus 320 for 11 months? Because at William Hill here in town, they have division to win the Super Bowl, and they have the AFC West at plus 320. Both Western divisions are plus 320, AFC yeah. West, NFC West. Uh, no, I don't want to do that. I don't think I would do it either, but, but I'm no, seeing that bet's no, available. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Because you can get the, ch- you know, here's the thing. The Raiders are getting lost in the shuffle here. Somehow they were a play- they were a playoff team last year, and everybody automatically just says, "Well, Broncos, boo, Chargers, huh? Good." Oh, Chiefs, that's we fair. Know about that. I, I know you're right. Raiders yeah. won ten games. Yeah, you're right. It's an upgrade at the coaching position. I think it is. Yeah. But Basaccia did a nice job. Oh, he did, but yeah. but it was also uh, Gr- Gruden exactly light the world on fire when he was there either. Yeah. But Russell Wilson with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, mm-hmm. we, are going, we are going to see right. the real Jerry Judy this year, finally. You're right, Tim Patrick gets no credit. He's very good. Uh, I like Noah Fant, but his backup, Albert O, 
strong. Hammer, and, can Hamler stay healthy? Uh, who knows? And I no, there's I, weapons. There's a ton of weapons. Yeah, yeah. And Absolutely. I fully admit that I love yep. Javante Williams. Yep. Love the guy. Uh, Craig Trapp with picksandparlays.com. He's been red hot lately in his best bets. Currently, he's 17 to 3 and 3 in his last 15 days. And you can join in on the action tonight for free. He's given out uh, to the audience his best bet on tonight's NCAA, NCAA game between Georgetown and Seton Hall. And all you have to do is text VSIN to 320-350-3500. That's VSIN to 320-350-3500 for his bet tonight on Georgetown and Seton Hall. Denver Sports Radio host Chad Andrus will join the show coming up next. He called Russell Wilson Plan A for the Broncos back in November. Where does he have that team in the AFC pecking order? And he'll tell us why Nikola Jokic has to repeat as the NBA MVP. The Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. They've launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A., New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. A lot going on in Denver, baby. And a friend of the show, Chad Andrews, joins us now. <laughs> And to talk about what's going on with the Broncos and Jokic and the Nuggets, uh, De- uh, NBA play-by-play, uh, does play-by-play for a long time, and Denver sports talk show host as well. Okay, I guess you wanted Rodgers, but you got the next best thing with Wilson here. The city's got to be on fire now. Is They are in the mix to be a playoff team, and may, who knows, maybe even more now. What are people thinking about the deal there? Well, when you say you, do you mean the city that I'm speaking for or me uh, specifically with the Wisconsin helmet behind me? Um, oh, yeah, sure. So um, I, I, I pulled up the Twitter receipts yesterday uh, for the last year since last year's draft where I was stating Wilson was plan A all along. Um, but I'm, I'm by far in the minority, right? Rogers was the discussion. Rogers was the national discussion. Um, Everyone seemed to think he was the target. I always thought Wilson was George Payton's, was the apple of his eye since day one, since he took the job. He's younger. He's less of a headache. He's still more mobile. Um, I thought that's who he wanted from the jump. Um, you know, I, I get all the talk about Rodgers when he's a back-to-back MVP and he's had the career he's had. Um, but, you know, I mean, it was less than two hours after he was going back to Green Bay that everything kind of switched and turned in this town and everybody went from the Jerry Judy sad face on Twitter to, <laughs> uh, you know, pe- practically starting the parade. So, yeah, everybody's thrilled. I, I did also I was shocked at what they, they didn't have to give up. Only only two ones, two twos and lock and Fant. Absolutely. Um, you know, Shelby Harris uh, yeah, is okay. an asset. He's a good player. And the picks, right? The picks obviously always mean something. Uh, no offense, very average. In fact, uh, Albert O, right? More talented, should thrive with Russell Wilson. Um, and Locke is worthless, right? Uh, but, you know, I don't know if they could have gotten a sixth or seventh round pick for Locke, right? Um, yeah, it, it, it was minor, right? I mean, picks are always going to hurt, but you got to give to get, right? And for a quarterback to be traded this way, um, you know, this this is something new for us, right? Even after Stafford last year, or you know, I guess if you want to include Carson Wentz or, or whatever last season, but these are things that never happened in the NFL before, 
right? I mean, Peyton Manning was injured and was a free agent. He wasn't traded here, but to see trades now happen at the most important position in sports, it's, I mean, it, it, it's truly something to celebrate when you're on the winning end. Yeah. What was a player like Chubb ever part of the conversation? Like, did the Seahawks ever say, Hey, look, I mean, can we get Sutton? Can we get Jerry Judy? Or was that, was it just like, no, give us the picks and we'll take Drew Locke and we'll settle for like, a, you know, Shelby Harris. That's something I, I don't know if we're ever going to find out who all was in the conversation, um, you know, and Bradley Chubb, quite honestly, it would have been fine if he went to, right. He, he's, he's got talent, but he, he hasn't lived up to the billing. Oh, he's hurt. Um, uh, uh, yeah, always hurt. And really, um, you know, I think there's only like six or eight games or something total that he and Von Miller ended up playing together because of the various injuries. Um, you know, and, and, you know, to be honest with you, they, they do need a pass rusher, right? That's probably what they're going to be targeting in the draft is an edge rusher. So if he can live up to his potential with a new coaching staff, I don't know if that's, if you can expect more out of him when he goes from a Vic Fangio to an offensive coach, yes. but um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know um, if we're ever going to find out who all was in the conversation, but to be able to maintain Judy and Court and Sutton and KJ Hamler should come back healthy next year and still have Albert O's tight end and still have, you know, your running backs. And if you potentially bring Melvin Gordon back, right. To not give up the big hitters on offense, um, regardless of if you're an Elephant fan or not, uh, and get a quarterback that can now get the ball to them, that that's a huge win. I don't know how big of an upgrade it is, but maybe in a year, people in Denver think this guy's Lombardi. I mean, I'll tell you this, for the go from Joseph to Fangio, Hackett can't do any worse, I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, uh, the one thing, win, lose, or draw, they're at least going to be exciting, right? They have a quarterback and an offensive coach. This team has gone six years not scoring points. Right. They, they can't yes. get 20 on the board. Right. If they would have averaged 23 points a game this past year, I think they would have won 11 times, 11, 12 games. And they can't get 20. They can't get 23. Right. Um, and it's been that way since Peyton Manning left, um, you know, the, the last year being being the anomaly. Right. Where the defense carried them, them right. down the way after he was injured. But um, the, you have to provide some sort of entertainment. You can't in today's NFL think you're going to beat teams with defense, especially with the quarterbacks in this division. Yeah. So, Chad, we just talked about this before you popped on, how strong the, and everybody knows this, right, how strong the AFC is at the top with all these quarterbacks. So where should we all put Denver right now, in your opinion, uh, in terms of the pecking order with Russell Wilson, at quarterback in the AFC, that division and the conference? Uh, they're still behind Buffalo and Kansas City, obviously. After that, I, I think you got a little bit of a roll of the dice, right? With what, what schedules look like, um, you know, what health looks like throughout the season. Um, you know, they should, they should be a top four team in, in the AFC, right? Um, you know, I don't think other than Buffalo, there's nobody in the East that's going to scare them, right? The West is, is the, is the challenge, it right? Is. Because yes. What can you what can you do against the other teams? Can you sweep any of the other teams, or is everything going to be a split, or are you going to get swept? Right? I mean, that's that's where the challenge comes in. Is those division games? The, you know, they normally kind of are double, right? Because of, of you're giving up one to your opponent and you're taking the loss. But now, uh, you know, they almost you would seemingly count triple when you're going to have four teams that could potentially be playing for playoff spots. Talking Denver sports with Chad Andrus, follow the money, Paulie and Mitch Veasan. You've been pounding the drum for Joker, uh, the, 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 these triple doubles. I mean, what, what? How about the other night? What do you have? Thirty points after the with like in the fourth quarter alone? What he's doing, and he could have the highest per of all time. 
Yeah, the uh, the final uh, the final 15 minutes of action, and it was really more like the final 12 when he exerted himself uh, of the fourth quarter in overtime. He had 30 points, four rebounds, three assists, a block, and a steal. <laughs> um, he's on pace to have the highest PER of all time, breaking the record, which I believe Giannis is still on pace to break his own record for the highest PER. Joker's just better. Um, it's it's phenomenal, right? Um, there's the stat that, uh, I think stat me put together comparing mm. Giannis and Embiid and Joker the other day for leaders and categories of your, your basic stats. And then all of your advanced metrics and, uh, Giannis led in four categories, uh, Embiid led in six, one of which being usage, which isn't even really in his favor. Um, and Joker led in 30. So if you're going to compare them head to head, um, you know, look, all three are having amazing seasons. All three would normally be MVP worthy. But if you are actively campaigning against Jokic to win another MVP, it just tells me you're not watching the games every night, right? Uh, you know, when I watch court, Coach Thorpe with you guys, I know he's watching the games. I know he's seeing what everyone that gets to watch the games here is seeing, that Jokic right now is the best player in the world. And when you look at the numbers, it's undeniable. He laughs. Yeah. David, David Thorpe laughs when you talk about Jokic, and he just goes, he's the best player in the world. And and he's going to... And the, the, the fact is, Mitch, is people don't watch the games. People can't watch the games here because of the TV agreement. So I know national people and voters are not watching the games. They're looking at the numbers. And the numbers are staggering enough to make a case. But if you watch the game, you see how he truly impacts it and controls it uh, possession by possession every single night. How about this? Is a future ticket... Yeah. worth a bet on the Nuggets to win the Western Conference once, if, whatever it is, they get these guys back like Porter and Murray? If you have it 14-1 to 1 or more, like I do. <laughs> you yeah. know, um, I, I think I still have the 14-1 to 1 to win the division, yeah. but that's that's sailed. Um, you know, the Nuggets have won 11 of their last 13 games, averaging over 120 points per game, and they're about to get two of their top three scorers back. So you tell me. That's nuts. Wow. What can we expect, though, from Murray? I mean, you know, it takes a guy yeah. like that recovering from that specific injury a long time to, you know, get, get back into the flow. Um, Murray is a, is a huge question mark. Uh, you know, I'm thinking 80, 85% would be a luxury if you have him at that for the playoffs. You certainly can't expect 50-point games, right? Um, Porter, I think, will be closer to 100% and will return sooner. Um, I would explore one, if not both, of those guys off the bench uh, and mixing up some lineups a little bit. Um, depending on their matchup. But um, I think Porter will return sooner. I think he will be closer to 100% Michael Porter. Murray, I think we're still waiting on, and I think we'll be lucky if he gets to 80 85%. Okay, you can find the Nuggets at 13-1 to to win the West, too, as well. Uh, 30 seconds. What do you think happens in the Mountain West Conference Tournament? Uh, man, I still really have to lean Colorado state except for a UNLV matchup, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. UNLV just dominated them. Yeah. It, it, it was a huge anomaly. Um, I, I think they got the best player. I think they've got a, a really good coach. I think they've got a good team, but they are vulnerable when guys can take them off the dribble. They can't stop that penetration. They can't stop those one-on-one matchups, but uh, I would probably still lean the Rams. You can follow Chad on Twitter. He's at Chad Andrus. It's a N D R U S. Thanks for waking up early, pal. Good to talk to you again. Anytime, boys. Thank yeah. you. Be good. There good you to go. see you. Chad's a radio host in Denver. And up next, we will get into today's NBA card. This player is averaging 41-plus points over his last three games on 53% shooting, 40% from downtown. And tonight's total is just shy of 230. How high is his points prop? 
We'll run down the docket coming up next. the sports betting network DraftKings Sportsbook official sports betting partner the NBA and this week new customers can bet a dollar and win 150 if their team wins code VEASAN when you sign up it's that easy what a promotion bet a dollar to win 150 code VEASAN available to play in select states DraftKings.com for details so right now I'm actually looking at the uh, per the player efficiency ratings John Hollinger came up with these years ago at ESPN, but it's a good gauge on, you know, historically what guys have looked like today compared to, you know, Wilt Chamberlain, that kind of a deal. Uh, Giannis is actually number one right now by a hair over Nikola Jokic. Embiid's on their tail, though. You know what? I, I, I'm sorry. I could be You can't get blown out to this many times. Also, if you're, you know, you know what I'm saying? He lost by 50 at home to the Celtics. After the one yeah, seed, people will forget about the blowouts. Well, okay. I don't think they're going to. Who wants the so, one seed? Did you see that last night? I know. Kyrie with 50? I mean, again, this is, again, Paul, this is definitely something where you need to handicap the people who have a vote. Yeah. And a lot of them have been driving this narrative home. And by the way, it's East Coast compared to the Mountain you know, time zone with Joker. Yeah, but he got it last year. I, mean, I never thought he'd but, get it because that, of that. They, but. they didn't want to give it to him, though. Well, okay. <clears throat> People refused to make a case for him until, like, everybody got hurt. And they said, okay, fine, we got to give it to him by default. This year, it's, it's the whole thing has been, well, look at Embiid, number one in their division, could be number one overall in the East, and no Ben Simmons. And they will yeah. never piggyback that by saying no Murray or Porter in Denver. Yeah. It's like they refuse to acknowledge that part of the whole equation. Anyway, tonight there's anyway, a game, and well, it's can I give you can I give you the last two games for Joker? Yeah, oh, it's just silly. 32, 15, and thirteen, 46, 12, and eleven. Yeah, and he doesn't have Murray or Porter. I mean, it's just oh god. You can't rip them though for the seed thing. This isn't Westbrook with OKC. No, no, it's I mean, not. It's two best. This is the two best, second and third best players on the team are been out. Correct. Which I guess that'll help Embiid, too, but now he has Harden. Uh, ship has sailed on DeRozan? Yeah, that's it. That's it? Yeah, they've lost five in a row. I would say that, you know, think about the years that some of these individual players are having. Like Giannis, look, oh, Giannis great. again, is, has, uh, this year has the highest per of all time. I mean, come on, the, the, the playoffs are going to be madness. Yep. The playoffs are going to be great. Ja Morant will yeah. not win the MVP, and I think he has an unbelievable case to be, to, like, be right there with Embiid and Jokic. Yeah. And he, he's, what is he, 12 to 1, 20 to 1, something like that? DeRozan running out of time. Too. Yeah, I think so. There's only like 17 games left. Mm-hmm. I mean, they only play two weeks in April, and that's it. And I'll tell you what, they're laying too much tonight. I, I think, I, I know uh, Hayes might be out, but the Pistons are hot. They're feisty. Chicago can't be six right now on the road. Yep. Right? So I wanted, I was going to snap call this and bet it last night at plus six and a half. The Killian Hayes thing did throw me off the scent. A little bit. <laughs> so I did not bet it. Uh, yeah. I would certainly grab six if I could, but it looks like it's uh, down to five and a half. Might still be a consideration for me 
uh, today. Pistons playing very well. Bulls struggling mightily as we speak. I see points. I mean, don't be scared so off I. by, I mean, I know it's not your dad's NBA, but pace and space and, and shoot the three. Don't be scared off by these high totals. There's so much uh, track meets on a nightly basis. Here come the Celtics. I mean, what a story. 20-2 and two run when smart plays. What a turnaround, right? And we'll get someone on next week from Boston. To what a turnaround. Remember, they were 18-21. and 21. Over a two-year stretch, they were a 500 team. Bill Simmons, other people said flat-out unwatchable. Couldn't yeah. stand it. Mm-hmm. And now here they are. Some people think they can make a deep uh, play. I'm not there yet. I'm not there. But they're good. And Tatum, been a beast. Smart, very important to this team. And now 12 games over, 500 in the 5 seed. They're going to catch and pass the Bulls. And they take on the Hornets. And, ooh, are the Hornets reeling. I, know oh, they're, they're, I mean, it's been ugly here. And, by the way, the Hornets are, like, the worst team in the NBA in back-to-backs. Yeah, oh, very we talked good. talked about that last week. Very good. And let me give you this. So the player I was talking about before the break, it was Jason Tatum. Last three games, averaging 41-plus points on 53% shooting, 40% from downtown. Guys on a mission. His player prop tonight is 29.5, minus 106 right now. Mm. 29.5 with a total of, uh, what is it, 227.5 oh, for yeah. tonight? Hornets don't guard anything. And the Hornets play zero defense whatsoever. Yes. yes. That would be a consideration for me uh-huh. to go over with him. So good. And, and look what he just did. He outplayed Morant and Durant. Back-to-back national oh, TV games. They, they did a good job against the Grizzlies in that game. It was uh, oh, the defense is ridiculous. Yeah. Now at first yeah. I was a little hesitant because the, the long streak they had, they were playing bad teams. But going back since January first in this turnaround, the defense is the real deal. What they're doing, they stubbed their toe right before the All Star break and lost at home to Detroit. They had that hiccup in Indiana when they got run out. Other than that, you can't find a loss. Mm-hmm. You have to go back to January twenty eighth to find a loss. Other than that, on fire. Awesome. What a story. Now look at some of these point spreads tonight. You have the T-Wolves laying 14 against OKC. OKC gave up 140-plus last night to the Bucks. Oh, the tank is on. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, tank up a loser, baby. And T-Wolves, by the way, have been blowing out bad teams like this. Mm-hmm. And Utah is laying 17 tonight, or 17 and a half, depending on where you're looking, against the Blazers. Yeah, I mentioned it yesterday. <clears throat> they lost by 30 to Phoenix. Minnesota beat them by 14. And then beat them 121 to 81. And then they lost 132 to 95 and 124 to 92. And I can't wait That's to the see. That's the run the Blazers are on. I cannot wait to see the lineup the Blazers tried out there tonight. Yes. They because, might call you. Yeah. I got, uh, you know, range today. Range is probably at about 22 feet. Huh. Not 25 or 28 like it used to be. But, um, the, you know, Denver's only two back. In that division? Yeah. Well, so they, they have to win tonight then. Because the Jazz are not gonna. Well, yeah. The Jazz will probably win by thirty against. They, uh, I think the Jazz have the tiebreaker. This Blazers team, but then by the way, what's the total in this game, in the Nuggets Kings game? I have. Is that, I have two thirty. Uh, I think seven. Okay. Two thirty-seven. I was gonna say that's still. It, it was two in the morning when I wrote it down. Uh, so a little. Is it two thirty-seven? Okay. okay. Right. I'm struggling finding the screen right now. I was gonna say if that that still might, might not be enough. Look at the Kings game log over the last, you know, few weeks. They just gave up 131 to the... They gave up, I think, 81 points to the Knicks in the second half Yeah. the other night. They play zero defense whatsoever. And as, uh, boy, Chad had a great stat. What was it, 11 out of the last 13 games? They're averaging 120-plus without their two best scores? Right. 
and the way they're they're operating on offense right now. If that, I was hoping for like a two thirty two again in this Kings game, but two thirty seven still might ah why might be too high. I want to see uh, this this Porzingis again with the Wizards. They can catch Atlanta. Going to be d- difficult, but they can do it. Uh huh. They can and I love what I watched uh, over the weekend with the win against Indiana. It's a pretty good team now that you have Porzingis, and they're catching five in L.A. taking on the Clippers, and the Clippers on a back-to-back. Clippers are hard to figure out. They're consistently inconsistent. I mean, they can go out and, and win as a 10-point dog and and then go out and lose to a bad team. That is correct. That's, that's going to happen. Now, this is from uh, at CKP22 on Twitter. He gave us a trend yesterday with the mm-hmm. Bucks yep. playing on the road against Western Conference teams, 14-1 and one over. Game over? Yeah. So last last night after last okay. night, it's now fifteen and one. Jesus. He's saying today that the Mavericks are nine and zero ATS against teams that they previously lost to. Nine and zero ATS, and the Mavericks are laying a big number in that game against the Knicks tonight. Eight. You're right. Jason Kidd deserves a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Done a good job. Lakers and the Rockets. I said, Ugh. when you look at the rest of the schedule, there are only two games that you could say, okay, that's a win. And this was one of them. I, I can't say that anymore. No, I can't. I mean, they just—they just—they're playing tough, good ball. They're feisty. They just beat Memphis. Well, they, and, they dropped twelve in a row before that, but well, yeah, but they—they're they're competitive. You can't. Mm-hmm. But the way the Lakers are playing, and we'll see if LeBron gives it a go tonight with the knee. I imagine he will play. But this could be an over too. This is in the. This is uh, two thirty-two. This total against my, the Rockets. My best bet tonight would be Pistons plus six. Okay. Jump around, find that number. Again, current form, Pistons, I think they're 8-2 uh, and two ATS last 10. They've been great. They beat the Hawks outright at home the other night. Bulls are really, really bad right now. Now, tomorrow's unbelievable. <clears throat> it's one of the best days of the college basketball season. Uh-huh. I prefer Friday. We've been over that. Will you watch a you, little mix, whatever? It, it is uh, It is net Sixers tomorrow. Oh, you have to. Yeah. Now, you have ben, to throw Ben's that not, no surprise. Ben isn't playing. He'll be in the building. Of course. Why even go to the game? <laughs> Right. What's the point? Was Lombardi serious? What there's a good like a tribute video? Was it someone that can't be? No. Why Was would someone suggesting there be a tribute video? You can't be serious. I mean, I think I don't know what was Lombardi was outraged as he should be. Well, first of all, how many years has the guy actually played? Well, come on. You get does everybody get a tribute video? I, I don't understand this. I don't understand. Oh, when he comes back, watch out. Now you have Durant and Kyrie. Okay, this guy could be Mackie Sasser or Steve Sachs. He, he's a, he was afraid to shoot. He can't, He was 34% from the free throw line for the playoffs. He Ch- turned down a wide open dunk because he thought he'd get fi- yet not block another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fultz. That's the better comparison. It's, yeah. Do, do you never know? Could be Marcel This guy just yep. might be, I'm just going to play defense and grab rebounds. Yep. I mean, you know, you, who knows what we're going to get out of Simmons. Tim Brando is calling the Big East Tournament. He'll join the program coming up next. Who does he like to win this bad boy?